George Lombardi, president of the North Atlantic League and personal advisor to President Donald Trump, visits the shout-out Patriots team with a warning for Trump supporters. I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Bender and other Patriot guests. Together, we're going to learn how a 2014 PSYOP operation in the Ukraine set the stage for future attacks on Trump supporters. Social media censorship, FBI plants, mass media propaganda. Mr. Lombardi brings insight into how you, yes you, are being manipulated to act and behave the way the government wants. Hi, I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. Before we begin our show today and introduce our honored guest, George Lombardi, who is a personal friend and advisor to President Donald Trump, I would like to present a brief opening to discuss in an important Ukrainian event. Some of these details are necessary to help you understand why we're bringing Mr. Lombardi onto our show. Here's some key things I think you need to know. Let's start with the 2008 promise made by the North Atlantic Council in Bucharest to the nation-states Ukraine and Georgia. NATO welcomes Ukraine's and Georgia's Euro-Atlantic aspirations for membership into NATO. We agreed today that these countries will become members of NATO. Naturally, Russia was opposed to having these NATO countries sitting on their doorsteps. Putin was extremely upset and his spokesman, Sergei Ryabakov, made Russia's position quite clear. We can't sit aside and watch how they rubber stamp decisions made by other people changing the security situation for Russia. Still, all was peaceful until November 2013, when Ukrainians started marching peacefully in the streets, when its current president, Viktor Yanukovych, chose not to sign a trade agreement with the European Union. Those protests would continue into 2014, when, on January 22, the first protesters were killed in clashes in Kiev, which has become variously known as the Euromadan, the Ukrainian Madan Revolution, or the Revolution of Dignity. Pick your choice. By February 21, nearly 100 civilian protesters and 13 policemen were killed and hundreds more were injured. And here's the important part of what we need to pay attention to. The Ukrainian protesters were peaceful until it was infiltrated by the Madan self-defense units, the neo-Nazi rights sector, and the Social National Assembly. Now, who are these guys? The Euromadan press describes the Madan self-defense units as a collection of criminals that kidnap, torture, and rob. These neo-Nazi groups were planted into the Madan demonstration for the sole purpose of stirring up violence against Ukrainian President Viktor Yanukovych. Ottawa University professor and Ukrainian scholar Ivan Kakanovsky would later do a comprehensive analysis of this violent uprising, and he concluded that the neo-Nazi units not only shot, killed, and wounded police officers, but also turned their guns on the demonstrators. The purpose, and this is important, was to move the demonstrators from engaging in a peaceful protest into a violent clash that would force Yanukovych to flee, which he did on February 27th, taking refuge in Russia. So why should any of this be important to us? Because some are alleging that the United States government helped orchestrate the presence of those neo-Nazi groups into the coup 
for the purpose of stirring up the peaceful crowd to wage violence against Yanukovych and his government. Sound outrageous? Take a look at this picture. This is Senator John McCain meeting with neo-Nazi leader Ola Tayanabak, who heads the fascist Savota party in Kiev. The photo was taken on December 2013, just a couple of months prior to the Ukrainian Madan revolution. So, still, why do we care? Because that brings us to a shadowy, ghostly figure by the name of Joel Harding. Joel Harding is an information operations expert who wrote the National Strategy for Information for Ukraine. He has largely been credited with getting those neo-Nazis to attend the Madan demonstration that sparked the violence in the first place. And Harding is no friend of President Donald Trump, and he has previously accused Trump of being a Russian agent. Joe Harding is a PSYOPs expert, and he has written this. We must restrict fake news sites, fake news, and their spread on social media and elsewhere. Detractors will cite the First Amendment, but the issue is national security. So preventing information designed to undermine our freedom more than justifies such a law. Of course, another wacko that pretends taking away our freedoms is actually promoting freedoms. This form of government psyops perfected during the 2014 Ukrainian coup is used expressly for the purpose of not just brainwashing people, but to get them to act in certain ways, such as planning FBI agitators into conservative groups to get them to act in a certain way, a way that promotes violence either to push what the government wants or to disparage those groups the government hates. So what's the point of all this? George Lombardi, our special guest, is here to explain. Hello, Marty. Thank you very much. And uh... Uh, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are <laughs> to all your audience. Yes, uh, Marty and I, we've been working uh, in, for something for some time, for a few years, uh, with uh, what was happening uh, years ago in Italy, in France, and uh, right after 9-11. And we continue to work with uh, Marty and his organization. And uh, what was just uh, said, it's absolutely correct. Uh, unfortunately, our government, the American government, has been infiltrated over the years with a large number of people. It started, the whole thing started especially with uh, Bill Clinton and his eight years of presidency and uh, it continued when, uh, with Obama and with Hillary. And when Donald Trump upset the situation and uh, created a, a, a pause in this takeover of the American government by people that uh, have only in their interest uh, the mass of power, money, influence, and uh, Trump basically caused a pause, a four-year wonderful pause uh, in, in, this, uh, in this scheme of things, in this hor horrendous design. Uh, now that Trump is gone, uh, we see the same actors, people that have been 
placed in high positions uh, by the Clintons and by the Obamas, uh, and uh, with the complicity, of course, of Biden and all some of the leadership of the Democratic Party. And they are playing a very dangerous game. They have no interest in peaceful relations with other countries. They are only interested in the power grab. And we have seen this with, uh, uh, with a so-called COVID epidemic and all that nonsense. And uh, we seen here with a proxy war that really started with uh, uh, Hunter Biden. Let's not forget that beside the ops and everything else, uh, we all familiar with the millions that Hunter Biden officially received from the Ukrainian government and uh, from uh, the, the you know some of their actors, and uh, it continued. And this is the reason for what is happening now. You know, I find this very disturbing, very alarming, uh, because when I went through the text messages that you sent me about this and started researching it, uh, I was alarmed that there is a PSYOPs operation that is being used abroad and also here at home where the purpose is to make sure that citizens, whether they're foreign or whether they're the United States, are limited to the amount of information that they're allowed to know. And it's not just to limit what they know, but an effort to get them to act in certain ways. And when you brought up this 2014 coup revolution in Ukraine, I can understand that it benefited the West no advantage if these were just peaceful protests against Yakanovich. They had to get these protests to become violent. And the idea of planting neo-Nazi groups into these protests that would first shoot at the Ukrainian police and later these neo-Nazis, after capturing the government buildings, would turn around and then shoot at the protesters would obviously generate a violent coup in that country and cause, you know, at least in this case, a hundred deaths and then a hundred hundreds more that were injured. Uh, and this deadly game is played out just so that the Clintonites and the other globalists can promote a regime change. Now, if they're willing to do that in Ukraine, is this nothing but a game they're playing for a regime change in Russia as well? In other words, let's sanction Russia to death so that the people there starve, so that they demand the ouster of uh, Soviet, I mean, Russia President uh, Vladimir Putin. Uh, is this a scenario that's possible? Absolutely, yes. Not only is it possible, this is exactly what is happening. But let's, uh, let's face the reality. There is more than just one center of power. Uh, we have basically three actors, the so-called globalists that are only interested in uh, economic power, political power, and, and just power, you know, brainwashing everything, social media. 
and uh, the power that derives from the control of the media. Uh, then you have China. China is another actor that is not necessarily going hand-to-hand -hand with a globalist. Uh, China has its own priorities. They are also interested in power, military power, economic power, but uh, they, they don't really go 100% hand-in-hand. They may find themselves together uh, at the moment only because uh, they have a common enemy, and that is the good old USA, not the corruption that is in the, you know, high levels of government in the, in the US, but, you know, the country. And then there is another actor which is very important, and it's not often mentioned, and that is the, the, the narco cartels. Um, Mexico, Colombia, the cartels, they've been influencing uh, local politics in their countries for a long time. You know, they decide who is the president of Colombia, they decide who is the president of Peru, they decide who is the president of Mexico. Now, they started to uh, realize that uh, years ago that they could do the same also in the U.S., so they started at the local level. So you have people like uh, um, uh, Alexandra Cortez, AOC, uh, that is elected in Bronx. She used to be a bartender. Nobody knows who she is. And all of a sudden, she has incredible backing. And everybody in the community, they hail her and everything else. Let's remember also that the cartels, they do business with all the communist dictators, Venezuela, Cuba, etc., because they need those dictators to be, uh, you know, safe uh, houses for their, you know, uh, drug trafficking. So all of a sudden you see these people that have been elected to the U.S. Congress and a few, unfortunately, also to the Senate, who actually do the bidding of the narco traffickers of the cartels. So the, uh, you know, mm, defund the police. Who has interest in doing that? Not the globalists, not China, other than, you know, maybe create some problem at home. But the narco traffickers, the Colombians, etc., they do have a direct interest in controlling what is happening, controlling who is going to be the mayor of New York, who is going to be the mayor of Los Angeles, who is going to be the mayor of San Francisco, because they have locally, they have interest in controlling the, the, the traffic of, of, of drugs in those cities. So then you have people also like Nancy Pelosi that for years have been pandering and receiving a lot of her support from the same people, just like actually also Mr. Bill Clinton and the whole Clinton family. In Arkansas, there is clear knowledge of the fact that Clinton, when he was governor of Arkansas, he was actually favoring certain kind of, you know, uh, uh, flights 
they were coming from uh, overseas, from uh, the south of the border. So um, there is a web of interest. Uh, the globalist is one, China is another, and the narcos, unfortunately, is another one. And uh, we have to fight them all. Now, one thing, and, and I know your audience is, uh, you know, they, they are good uh, Christians. And in the Bible, when you have corruption at the highest level, even in a God-centered nation like Israel, God sent an even worse evil to chastise. So the Babylonians, the Assyrians, they come to Israel, they destroy the temple, they take the people captive to Babylon for 70 years. Why? Not because uh, uh, they were good and Israel was bad. Sometimes God, and it says so clearly, you know, in the Bible, uses a, a greater evil to chastise his people. And that's what has been happening in the Ukraine. George, uh, Alec Rooney has a question for you. Yeah, I'm the news editor for uh, Christian Etching Net Network. And so uh, this, I'm interested in the news and the media side of all this. And you mentioned uh, AOC, and I see a parallel between her and Zelensky, and that they're kind of like pretty faces that people know and like that this, these color revolution types um, bring into the picture and prop up. Absolutely. Uh, the very first one that uh, there was a really great actor was our our beloved Ronald Reagan. Uh, he wasn't chosen because he was an actor. He just happened to be an actor with very solid principles and people loved him. Uh, but even before that, uh, for the old guys like us <laughs> and gals, you know, who remember the famous, you know, Nixon versus Kennedy you know, a debate on television, uh, that's when the, the political establishment realized that a pretty face uh, can actually influence uh, a lot of the electorate. So uh, that, that is what sometimes actually some of this group, they actually go looking for somebody uh, that... Um, can, can put up a nice show, you know, a good actor, a good actress. And these are definitely, you know, they fall into that category. Bill Clinton was a great actor. Uh, you know, Obama was a great actor. Hillary, not so much. But she wasn't chosen because she was a good actress. She was chosen only because she was in there, you know, with Bill for the from the very beginning. We're we're in this we're in this blizzard of misinformation right now. I mean, it's 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 hard to know ex where you can possibly get reliable news. In fact, the only thing that I really know is that I just listen to the mainstream media's narrative, and pretty much you can pretty much listen to what they're saying and who they're who they're telling you to hate today, and do the opposite and think the opposite, and you won't be far off. Um, it's all it's all just like a setup and a story and fake news. So you have to you just kind of like look at the opposite of what they're saying. But is there a way, how can you like recommend to our viewers and our listeners, how can you find, how can just the normal everyday person find out what's going on in the world with any degree of reliability? I think that, uh, again, I'm going to, I'm going to find uh, help in the Bible. You have to look in your heart. Uh, when, uh, even when you are in school, for example, you know, you remember 
sometimes some of your friends were saying one thing and other friends were saying another things. And, uh, you know, especially if you're a young age, uh, you, you have a hard time to figure out who is right, who is wrong, who is telling you the truth and who is lying. So just like in those days in elementary school or whatever, uh, you have to uh, uh, use your own good sense and especially look into your heart to have your heart be a compass to understand if the person that is talking to you seems to have some ulterior motive or some interest in trying to make you behave in a certain way. What Marty was saying at the very beginning is actually the clue is the key, just like in the Garden of Eden or any other other time, you know, uh, when evil clearly manifests itself. Evil always wants you to do something, you know, something that is against your better judgment, something that is against the law. All of the drug dealers, the, the corrupt politicians, they always do something that is against the law, against you know, what is common sense and common morality. So uh, for the viewers, sometimes might be a little bit, you know, confusing, you know, all the news that you watch on TV and everything else. But we have a moral compass inside and we can use the Bible to, to, to double check on that. Uh, but the best thing is really what uh, somebody said long, long time ago. You will know them by their fruit. And people that are corrupt, you can see their fruit. Somebody that, uh, you know, behave or talk in a certain way, you know that they are not telling you the truth. Pastor Bender, you have a question. Yes. Uh, hello, George. Uh, great to have you with us tonight. I'm Pastor Jason Bender with Patriot Church. So, uh, you know, in, in what you just said there, obviously these are dire times that we live in, right? And we need to be discerning as believers. So I just have a question for you, and I just want to get your insight on this. So in looking back at what happened in Ukraine back in uh, 2014 with the revolutions and um, all these different things with uh, Maidan and everything like that, as the uh, documentary by Oliver Stone, it laid out um, Ukraine on fire, right? It showed that there was uh, an internal coup there, right? And they wanted to show the people that, there was almost like an insurrection like they wanted to make in uh, January 6th here in the States, right? So I saw a lot of correlation in Ukraine and what had uh, transpired there and what is going on here in the United States. So my question to you is because here we should know, those of us in the know realize that it wasn't an insurrection, right? That they're looking to make Trump supporters and the quote unquote white nationalists look very bad. So if you go back to that color revolution and Maidan and all those things that transpired around that time, um, what would the typical citizen in Ukraine think? Would they think that this was a coup or would they think what was being portrayed by the news media, would they take that as, at face value? Uh, I really can't speak for, you know, people in Ukraine. I imagine that just like over here, you have two groups of people. You have people that uh, essentially are, are good and uh, are honest. And I think those people can see right through it. 
uh, even with all the propaganda, especially because in those countries they are used to that kind of, you know, pro- lies. You know, we, we have kind of discovered the lies of the media only in the last five years, you know, with, with Trump and everything else. Oh, fake news, fake news. Uh, we didn't have much of that before. In Europe, you know, it's, it's been fake news since, you know, the last 40 years. I mean, I remember in the 1968, we already heard those, those stories. So uh, Europeans and especially East European, they are a little bit more sophisticated concerning the, you know, the level of understanding of what is a lie and what is propaganda and what is, you know, what are the facts. Even if they are you know, for the government, like in Russia, probably 80, 90% of the people, they really don't care. They don't want to do a revolution or anything like that. Uh, they just don't like what what Putin is doing, probably, but they shut up. They don't say anything because they know that that's what it is. That's the propaganda from uh, the, the government. That's the official government position. <coughs> and so even more so in China. I don't think uh, uh, one and a half billion Chinese believe half of the lies that the Chinese propaganda, you know, promotes them every day. Uh, they know, they've seen the facts, they, they, they see the fruits, they know, but they can't say anything. So even in the Ukraine, probably, even if there was a lot of people that realized that, you know, the, the, everything that they've been told was a lie, there was not so many that would speak out like we are doing here now. But the parallel between the uh, the setup, basically, uh, with the so-called Nazi groups, that they were actually paid by people who are extreme left, you know, friends of Biden and uh, and Pelosi, and but pretended to be Nazis, but in reality they have nothing to do with the Nazi. They just put the the Nazi you know, uniform so that, you know, they are hated by the other side because if they were going out there with a with a with a sign that says, you know, I work for Biden, of course, you know, that nobody everybody will, will know the truth. So you have to hide them and and put that that kind of label on them. And the same thing is it did happen uh on January sixth. I mean uh Clearly, and there is an investigation going on, the people that send, you know, the people, oh, let's go and break, let's go and break. I mean, some of them, they have the, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter t-shirts on and uh, because they wanted to show to their bosses that they were the one, you know, instigating that kind of violence. Who shot, who shot those people? Who, ki- who, who there's a couple of people dead. It wasn't definitely the demonstrators, the guy that, you know, was led there. It was a setup uh, because the moment that you somebody dies, then after you can have the Pelosi's and, and, and the other creeps of this world, the Bidens, you know, uh, oh, oh, these are the Nazis. Yeah, you know, you're not going to say these are the communists because they are on their side. You know, they, they hang around, they go to dinner with the Chinese. You cannot say, oh, these are the, you know, the, 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 the drug cartels. You have to say these are the Nazis because the Nazis, it's the devil. One of these things, these lies, or I'm not going to even call it a lie, but the, the, the refrain that you keep hearing dozens of times a day is, 
Putin is this brutal, angry, revengeful madman who is doesn't know what he's going to do next. Is that true? I think Putin has a definite uh, ego problem, you know, and uh, uh, he's been in power too long. He starts to believe his own lies and uh, he grossly miscalculated uh, what he was going to do. Probably one of the problem with uh, the egomaniacs like that is that they always surround themselves with uh, yes ma'am uh, kind of people and anybody that has a different opinion gets, you know, at, at the best gets sent home. Uh, it doesn't have any more access. So surrounding yourself for decades uh, of people that only, you know, will agree with whatever crazy idea you have uh, is only going to make those people, those, those egomaniacs like Putin, but also like Xi uh, in, in, in China and also like uh, some of our, you know, uh, uh, politicians. I like to refer to Mrs. Pelosi. Um, then they think that they are omnipotent and that, they, that whatever decision they make, it's the right one. Why? Because everybody around them says, yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. Oh, you're absolutely right. That's going to happen. That's part of having that amount of power. But the, the problem I'm having with it, George, is that the media are telling me what an awful madman Putin is. And I am, I'm getting conditioned not to believe the media. I'm getting conditioned to believe the opposite. So... Is the truth somewhere in between? Let, let's be let's be let's be objective. You know, Putin. It's uh, uh, you know he's been in power for what uh, 20, 30 years. I mean, way too long. And uh, you know, coming from where he comes from, the KGB and everything else, uh, it, it's not really your ideal politician that is going to fight uh, for the. Uh, little people of Russia, you know. Um, but he seems like he's playing right into the media's hands, and he he's playing he's playing into his enemy's hands, and uh, he's playing to the Chinese hands. Uh, he went all the way to Beijing to confer, you know, with uh, President or Chairman uh, Xi, and uh, the Chinese probably told him, "Oh, don't worry, everything is going to be okay. We got your back. We're going to buy your your oil." You know we're gonna send you weapons or whatever, but you know when it comes when it comes down, uh, those are promises. Uh, the Chinese they only have an interest to see you know Russia's power you know greatly diminished or even bankrupt because then they're gonna be the the the, the main power in all of Asia. Because let's forget Russia is a power not just in Eastern Europe but also in Asia. So for the Chinese to see the, 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 the Russia, you know, uh, completely bankrupt, that means that they can go there and buy half of them uh, for, for a penny on the dollar. So that's their interest. And, uh, and, uh, and Putin play right into their hands. And uh, that's a very big miscalculation on Putin's part. So that proves those are the actions the action of Mr. Putin proved that he is not playing with a, with a complete deck. At the same time, like I was saying before, sometimes God uses somebody that you really didn't expect, 
the Babylonians or the Russians or Putin, you know, to bring about the destruction of a corrupt government. George, David Carroll has a question for you. Yes, George, uh, you made some pretty strong statements about uh, the narco cartel tentacles into top congressional leaders, and you mentioned Nancy Pelosi, and you mentioned AOC. I've got two questions. First, are there tentacles into some of the top Republicans as well? And second, what can you tell our listeners about your sources for this shocking information that will persuade them that uh, that this is reality, that the narco cartels have their tentacles in the top levels of our government and legislature, legislative government. No, not not the whole legislature, just a few individuals. Uh, I mentioned I mentioned AOC. Uh, all you have to do is uh, go online and look at who backed her up. Uh, look at the the you know the demographics of the the district in which she was elected. You know, uh, I grew up pretty much in New York for about. 30 years, and uh, the Bronx is not uh, is not exactly uh, a, a very clean place, and uh, all of her proposed legislature uh, le- legislation uh, prove also my point. You know, everything is not just only defund the police, but anything to uh, destroy whatever is our like the pipeline. You know, that wasn't AOC, that was Biden, but uh, that's the same narrative. You know, it's just like uh, uh, we shouldn't be oil independent, you know, like Trump did. You know, we we should uh, be uh, green, you know, green. And AOC was a very strong proponent of this, of the crazy green. I'm green myself. I, I don't like pollution. I don't like, you know, anything that pollutes the air, the water, the ground. But to this, this absolutely nonsensical green, uh, that is nonsense. Uh, so in California, the same thing. The mayors, uh, the, the governor, extreme left-wing uh, individuals, you know, they don't make a, 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 a secret of it. They, they say exactly what they think. And... Uh, Right now, Los Angeles has the biggest, you know, electrical blackouts than, than any anywhere in the country. So this green revolution going everything electrical is definitely not working. And if it's not working in a big city like L.A. and in a very rich state like uh, California, it's certainly not going to work in, you know, in Tennessee or in, uh, or in Des Moines, Iowa. So, I mean, these people are totally, totally... Uh, uh, just speaking propaganda, and that propaganda originate into the Marxist-Leninist doctrine, and they are being played both by the Chinese and by people that have interest in destroying the security of those cities. So San Francisco, you're talking, we're talking about Pelosi. What do you... I hope you guys can go online and look it up. Who was Pelosi's dad? He was the mayor of Baltimore, Maryland. And he had to resign uh, because it was found out that he was just a, a gang member. He was, you know, part of the so-called, you know, uh, mob or whatever. 
and uh, Pelosi so left Baltimore and left Maryland and went to make it rich in, in California. But everything that she's been doing has been always to promote the, the complete breakdown of the city of San Francisco. San Francisco is a total disaster. Is a total disaster. And who is who is who is running San Francisco? It's not the multi multinationals. It's the cartels. Now, speaking of uh, AOC's possible narco connections and support, uh, even if you don't go online, all you have to do is listen to what comes out of her mouth. I mean, I don't know she's ever criticized a criminal out there. Every time someone robs something in New York City, she's out there explaining why they did it, why they should be allowed to do it, and why we should get out of the way of these criminals. That alone should tell us a lot about who is funding her. Uh, Michael has a question for you, George. Really, out of all the people that I've been listening to, and I watch a lot of YouTube and I watch Fox and all that, I've never really heard anybody mention the cartel in the, in the way that you have. And I think that it's an obvious thing that I'm kind of a embarrassed that I never even thought of, but I haven't, and nobody else that I've seen has actually mentioned it. Why do you think that is? Well, for the same reason that in, in, in Russia, they don't speak too much about the KGB or, or other things that can get you in trouble. Uh, the fact is that, uh, uh, you know, even for a journalist to cover some of those things in, nowadays in the U.S., it's dangerous. Uh, I am very fatalistic, you know, I've been speaking against the, the organized cram in Italy and uh, I even met with some of those uh, figures and um, when they told me, so what, what is it, you don't like organized crime? And I told them to their face, I said, listen, uh, I'm not a cop, uh, I don't play cop and robbers. I let you play cop and robbers. I'm not a cop. I'm just, you know, somebody that uh, like to uh, keep uh, politics as clean as possible. So I don't think I don't think that you know uh, this kind of uh, criminal organizations too should be involved in politics. But in Italy, I mean, uh, organized crime has been <laughs> involved in politics uh, just about since day one, or at least you know for a long, long time. So over there, of course, you know, you, you're careful not to accuse anybody specifically of any particular crime. But I can say, hey, listen, I don't like this guy uh, because it doesn't smell good. You know, doesn't what he says and what he does, it's, um, you know, it gives me some very bad idea. I don't accuse him to be part of the cartel. I'm just saying they are being played by criminal organizations. So Ocasio-Cortez, Pelosi, others, they have to be careful because they, get, they take money from these people. And of course, it's under the, you know, oh, this is a charity or this is this, this and that. They're not going to get, you know, a, 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 an envelope with, with a million dollars inside. Uh, or a briefcase in this case, uh, just like, you know, Hunter Biden did. Uh, you have to be an idiot to do that, and he is. 
but some of these other people, they are not idiots, you know, so they take it in another way. But you can judge them by their words and by their fruit. You just said it correctly. Uh, Marty said it correctly. All you have to do is listen to what they say. What, who they defend. They defend always the criminals. They pass, they try to pass legislation to defend, you know, to defend criminals. What, what is this? What is this? And always the Chinese. They're always on their side. So, you know, uh, like, you know, Gore at the time of uh, uh, Clinton, you know, we, he, he acknowledged that he received, I don't know how many millions from, uh, from the People's Republic of China, not even from an organization or business, from the government of China. And at that time, he had to acknowledge it, that, that he received that. Um, Hunter Biden, unfortunately, you know, there was an investigation on that. And then the moment that, uh, uh, you know, Trump asked for the results of that investigation, the present president of Ukraine leaked, leaked the conversation to the media and Trump was greatly embarrassed. Don't, let's not forget that. George, I got a final question because this one has bothered me for months now. And it all started back in, I guess, December, November of last year when Russia started mounting its forces on the Ukrainian border. And I was trying to figure out what is this supposed about to be war all about? And all I could read it's a question of whether Zelensky agrees or disagrees with joining NATO and the European Union. And I'm thinking to myself, you got this huge country coming after you, and all you have to say is, no, we will not join NATO, we will not join the European Union, and these Russian forces will turn around and go away. And I, for the life of me, even to this day, I can't understand why Zelensky simply just didn't say, we will not join NATO, we will not join the European Union. Now, let's say he just stood his ground for liberty and freedom and for the American or the Western way. Now he has risked so many buildings, so many lives, children's lives, huge population losses of refugees. And today he comes out, now today for us is going to be uh, a week after people see this video. But today he comes out and says, well, maybe we will not join NATO, making this whole uh, conflict like seemed like a great waste of time, something he could have done last year before the first shots were fired. It almost makes me think there's something greater to this story than what I'm hearing. But I'm telling you, I tried. I tried my best to find out what is this supposed to battle supposed to be about? It can't be about this. No, absolutely. You're absolutely correct. So let's remember again that Biden was getting a lot of money from this Ukrainian government. Okay? So that is the link. Let's remember that Biden received also, including the $500,000 piece of art that he sold, he sold to a Chinese investor, right? So the Biden family gets money from these guys and from the Chinese. Now, let's go to who is going to benefit from this war? Not Putin. Putin is a puppet. He has been played. He has been played. 
by the so-called, you know, globalists, Biden on top, and the Chinese. But I tell you something else. Who else has all to gain from a complete collapse of Russia? Economic collapse, but also the oligarchs are being hit very hard. And that means them and also their activities, legal and illegal, okay? So all of a sudden, you're having... You know, we're talking about the narcos and the, the, the you know, the, the drug cartels, which is not just the South Americans. They are the most conspicuous and, and well-known ones. But there is drug cartels also in China, you know, with all the fentanyl that comes here by the tons. Uh, and there is drug cartels and, and there is, you know, uh, in Europe and, of course, in Russia as well. So if... Russia collapsed completely. Who is going to gain from it? The globalists? Because all of a sudden they they can go in and do anything they want. The Chinese? Because they they become the preeminent power in Asia. And of course, guess what? Also the drug traffickers have a lot to gain because all of a sudden one of the main actors of you know, all criminal activities in Europe and also somewhere else in the world collapses. So why didn't Zelensky just say, uh, no, we will not accept membership into because NATO? Zelensky, because Zelensky is a, is a puppet. He did what they've been told him, they told him to do. And the whole thing was a, a move to get Putin to react the way he did. It was a whole big setup. And... He is just to blame, like the just like Putin. They they just puppets. They they play. They've been played, and we are just watching it on TV and going, "What's going on?" Well, what's going on is a power grab by those three groups. All right. Well, George, thanks for coming on. We have to wrap it up because uh, if we run too long. Our upload time gets to be a pain, and we can't upload to certain uh, venues. Uh, but look, uh, those who are listening and watching, we really need you to hit the like button on whatever you're watching us on, whether it's a app for podcast or YouTube or Gab TV or the many different ways we have it out there. But most importantly, please share this podcast with your friends. And uh, I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, you want to get the truth out there. If we want to get around the constant censorship of points of views that are expressed here on Shout Out Patriots, you have to do your part. you got to share. Uh, George, hang around for a moment, but uh, uh, I, I want to thank all of our guests today. This was very enlightening, and I think a subject like this, we could probably go on for another hour and chit-chat about it, and I wish we had the time. So thanks again for coming on. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, David. Thank you, Michael. You guys are fantastic. Keep it up. All right, that's it. Good night, Patriots.